Welcome to the Cap Gemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. My name is Janet Pope, and I am the CSR Director for the U.S. and Canada. I look forward to engaging with each of you on diversity, digital inclusion, and sustainability challenges and initiatives. Let's lead as architects of positive futures together. Welcome to another episode from our Employee Resource Group Takeover Series. This episode is brought to you by Women Lead, our North America chapter of Women at Capgemini. Women Lead is focused on empowering women and men to partner together to bridge the gender gap. Welcome to Women in Digital Podcast, brought to you today by Women Lead and Capgemini. I'm your host, Tracy Perez. Today's guests are Astrid Isaacs, Vice President of Digital and Consumer Technology at Subway. In her role, Astrid is responsible for global solution development, strategic planning, product and strategy roadmap, resource optimization, as well as Subway's global and regional marketing and consumer experience. And our own Janet Pope, Director of CSR for North America at Capgemini. She's responsible for cultivating culture of inclusion by developing and delivering workforce engagement strategies and our corporate values. She's leading efforts to mitigate unconscious bias, develop cultural competencies, and create impactful global employee networks beyond gender, and leverage analytics to attract, engage, coach, and retain diverse talent. Today, both of our guests have come to talk about authentic leadership and why it's essential in business today. Thank you for having me, Tracy. I'm very excited to be here. Look forward to the conversation. In preparation for today, I was doing some pre-reading and I found that the majority of research suggests that we experience authenticity when we feel we're living out our personal values and perspectives. We feel a greater sense of well-being and it translates into a higher level of satisfaction in life. And as a result, individuals are more likely to be highly engaged in their jobs. How would you define as a primary characteristics of thought authentic leadership? Great, great question, Tracy. You know, I believe there are several characteristics, but the top three that come to mind for me are number one, self-awareness, right? Being a leader who knows their authentic self, who knows their strengths, their weaknesses, and being extremely conscious that their outward actions are very impactful to the people around them. Secondly, I'd say having integrity, being honest and firm, not only in your moral principles and values, um, because this ultimately builds trust and develops those respectful relationships from the people around you. And finally, I'd say being transparent. And for me, that means focusing on honest and open communication, as well as fostering an environment where my team or people around me feel comfortable with being honest and open with me. Asher, I, I really like those ideas that you hit on. The, the only thing I would build is maybe a theme around standing out, not fitting in. And when I say that, I don't mean that in an obnoxious way, right? We've seen people who maybe always play the devil's advocate or, you know, always go against the grain. I really mean leveraging and being confident in the skills and the abilities that you have and how you navigate those in your career, in your personal life, in your relationships and conversations to make sure you're not just fitting in, but truly being true to yourself. So 
I, I love everything you said, and that's really the only thing I'd add. Yeah, I agree with all of that sentiment. And something I think that we would hit on too would be trust in the workplace. So I feel like that's particularly true in difficult times or in times of change. And so as a leader, how would you demonstrate authentic leadership? Um, for me, being an authentic leader means leading by example, right? It's demonstrating through my actions that I practice the same values and behaviors that I expect from my team. And I would say I do that by having and displaying a strong sense of self, because as a person, if you're not sure of what you stand for or who you are, it's impossible to demonstrate being authentic. I would also say you know, having that high level of moral development and not just being focused on myself, but on doing the right thing for my team and the organization I'm part of. And lastly, I echo what you said, you know, being transparent, honest and straightforward, because that really builds that strong culture and environment of being a trusted leader in the organization. So you've covered vulnerability clearly. And, you know, Bre Brene Brown, I like to represent my folks, my fellow Houstonians here. So people are very familiar with Brene Brown's work on vulnerability. I just pivot and say, I like to make sure we're thinking about as managers, as leaders of people, how we coach people to be the best versions of themselves. I know sometimes we can get into a bit of a pattern where we're coaching people to lead, to execute just like us, almost many versions of ourselves. And so when we talk about authentic leadership, when we talk about demonstrating authentic leadership, we have to enable and coach people to bring out you know, their skills and not just turn into many versions of us. And I know that can sometimes be challenging because it's very natural for you to coach and almost, um, you know, I don't want to say like people more, but have a bias of familiarity with folks who work the way you do or talk the way you do, lead the way you do. So it is a bit of a stretch or you have to have some intentionality behind coaching people to be them their best selves versus coaching them to be versions of you. So that's that's what I would say about demonstrating authentic leadership. That's really powerful, Janet into looking at it from that perspective. And so leading into why do you think it's essential in the workplace and what can both of you share um, examples of how this practice has been beneficial for your career and for the people that you work with? All right, yeah, I would say it's essential for a multitude of reasons, right? And in my experience, it has been fundamental in boosting team engagement, right? When you have a team who are familiar with where the, the organization is going and feel trusted to go beyond their comfort zone, even if it results in them making a few mistakes, they're just more vested in helping the organization achieve its goals. I also strongly believe it builds an inclusive culture. Um, being a leader who can model that comfort with diversity, establishing rules on accepted behavior and Encouraging open dialogue, it just builds a culture within the team of wanting to belong. But most importantly, it drives trust. Trust is essential for a thriving workplace culture, especially during times of change or uncertainty. 
And for myself as a leader, when you put full trust in your team to handle their jobs as professionals, it just encourages this team to be themselves and to feel comfortable enough to share their opinions and inevitably just boost productivity. You know, as I think about one prominent example that comes to mind for me, um, I look back at the year of 2020 when we were all impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. And it really brought a state of uncertainty to the world. It was at this time I was actually working for another restaurant organization and I was leading a team who were well-respected, but most importantly, were empowered. And they put their whole heart and mind into finding technology solutions that would help benefit this organization at a time when we had to shut our doors due to the lockdown restrictions. And what they were able to achieve with just rapid innovation in an extraordinarily short amount of time was implement solutions that really help pivot this organization in providing our consumers with the convenience and contactless experience they needed during such an unprecedented time. I like that you hit on teaming and that's so, so important. And you talked about team success. I'll just flip that coin and talk a little bit about failure. So when we think about authentic leadership being essential in the workplace. The reason I want to hit on failure is because I have a, a belief that everyone has a skill and is good at something. That something may be very different than the things that I'm good at. It actually may be something that is not a skill that a particular company needs, but I do very much believe that everybody has some skill and is good at something. And I think when you think about it that way and you get into I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Capgemini roles and because that's, you know, that's my world. That's what I know. So if you have someone who is a great business analyst, for example, and then, you know, they grow in that career, they do very, very well. And we decide we, we're going to provide a stretch opportunity to do something different. Maybe they become a, a work stream lead after they've been a business analyst. And for whatever reason, maybe we didn't equip them with the right development, the right coaching, whatever, but they they are not a great work stream lead. They just do not meet the expectations that we would want for a work stream lead. It doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, aren't good at something else, but for whatever reason, that didn't work out for them. And unfortunately, I think in a lot of organizations, once someone has failed at something, it almost brands them as, oh, yeah, I don't know. We probably don't want them on, on our team. They didn't do so great in this thing. And it's like, no, well, they should just be doing something else more specific to business analysts or a different skill that they have versus being put into a box where now they aren't enabled to do anything or you know leverage their, their true skills and leadership. And so I like to make sure people think about, you know, just because someone failed at one thing does not mean they are not great or do not have skills that you need in another area. And I'll couple that with I've had a number of executive uh, leaders at Capgemini talk about in a series that we call leading across the business for for our employees internally. They've talked about and shared how they've seen failure in their careers 
And they've turned that around to get the lessons from it and then continue to go forward and be great and excel and, you know, become even higher profile leaders at different things. So I'm tying that to authentic leadership because I think sometimes when people get a bad rating or they fail at something, they want to give up or they're like, you know what, let me just go find another job. They might get this brand. I would encourage people figure out what skills you actually have and how you take the lessons from that failure to go on and be great. Um, I, I think that's really, really important. And I've seen too many people sort of shy away after a failure or even leaders who will not give another person a chance because they've not been good at one particular thing versus thinking maybe they were just in the wrong role here. What I'm really saying here is that it is difficult for people to be authentic leaders when they're in environments where fear of failure is paralyzing decision making. It's really difficult for a deep fear of failure and authentic leadership to coexist. That's really that's really incredible, Janet and Astrid. I find that in this podcast alone, I'm learning so much about how myself within my own role can sort of work with teams and sort of see um, potential in people and realizing that um, broadening my skill set and not leading by necessarily a role that you think you need to have, but you know, sort of going from your center is the best approach. So thank you for that. So as we're wrapping up today, um, I'd ask that you would share your final tips with our audience. Um, what would you tell them that they should learn or engage a bit more on becoming an authentic leader? You know, Tracy, as I reflect on, on someone I considered an inspiring and authentic leader, I think of the great Mahatma Gandhi. You know, this was a man who had a set of beliefs that he lived by and did his best to unite his people on the, the values he set for himself. And how that was meaningful for me was because he used self-awareness as a way to help his fellow countrymen follow their hearts and to stand up for what they believed was right, even if it was a task that seemed to be unreachable. And he truly believed that if you really wanted to accomplish something, then it was within your power to get it done, no matter what the risks were. And so in my experience as a leader, the guiding principles that I have found that has helped me with being truly authentic are one, knowing yourself. Before anything else, you really need to be self-aware and stay true to your values and beliefs. Secondly, inspire people around you. And as a leader, that doesn't mean you can boss people around and tell them what to do, but instead create a culture of loyalty and trust and don't be afraid of being vulnerable, be human. And third, listen to your team with empathy. And why that's important is everybody needs help. You know, the sooner you understand that leadership does not equal making all the decisions on your own, but instead being collaborative with your team and making decisions as a team um, will drive faster and strong results. So I would summarize by saying, you know, take the time to commit to bettering yourself. Strengthen your emotional intelligence. Put your leadership skills into practice and 
most importantly, embrace a mission and build that culture that can lead to substantial returns, not only for your team and your organization, but most importantly for yourself. Those are, are great tips, Astrid. And I love that we're doing this podcast together because you are doing all the heavy lifting here. I have one build on tips that I'd ask our listeners to think about. And it would be to recognize when you feel yourself covering. So for those in the audience that may not be familiar with the term covering, it's around, you know, when we put on mask or sort of show up in a space in a way that is, you know, us hiding some portion of ourselves. So one easy example that may resonate for folks is there may be people who are not out at work in the LGBTQ community that are not talking about the fact that they have a partner at home or um, you know, anything related to the fact that they are LGBTQ. Um, there are many different ways that people may cover. Someone who may you know, physically appear to be of one race may let people assume that because it's easier than based on things they felt in working in that space. If it's not an inclusive environment, it may be easier to do that than to share their actual ethnicity with folks. So, and, and this can happen in multiple ways. It doesn't have to just be around diversity. I mean, we've seen people navigate covering in, in a multitude of ways around you know, family background, education, a, a number of things, religion, all sorts of things. But if you can recognize when you are moving into that where you don't feel like you have an opportunity or it would be welcome for you to share or be your authentic self or, you know, if you can can pay attention to that, I think that enables you to take the actions to try to shape that space in a way that makes it more welcoming. Sometimes I think people wait for you know the designated leader to do something to take an action to change the energy in a space where we as team members as peers you know as as people just working together can do that by role modeling by asking a, an open question by listening to others there are actions that we can take as individuals and don't necessarily need the title of the leader um, to change the space. It always makes it easier if it's happening from the designated leader. But I just want to encourage people to recognize their energy, recognize when they may be covering and think through ways that they can help to drive action in their realm of control, in their realm of influence to help change the energy of that space. That's how we'll make sure we have more inclusive workplaces, more inclusive neighborhoods, more inclusive um, communities as we continue to enable others to be authentic leaders by being authentic leaders ourselves. Well, thank you, Jenna and Astrid. I find that it's amazing how authentic leadership goes beyond the realm of just the workplace, that it has a place within people's personal lives, it has a place within how they interact with their colleagues, it has a place in how they interact with leadership. That's, I've not necessarily looked at it from that perspective, so I found the time with both of you today incredibly educational, so thank you for that. 
Well, thank you for making time today to come and have this discussion with us. You've provided some excellent advice and ideas to challenge the way we think about women in tech. And I appreciate that both of you have positions in leadership and you're helping to carve a path for future leaders in the space. It's clear the benefits of authentic leadership. Thank you to all of our listeners for being on this journey with us. We want this podcast to provide a chance to connect with our audience, build valuable connections, and challenge everyday thinking on topics that affect women. Please share this podcast, hit subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode of Women in Digital. Thanks for tuning in to the Cap Gemini North America Corporate Social Responsibility Podcast. This episode is from our employee resource group, Takeover Series. We hope you've enjoyed it. I'm Janet Pope, and on behalf of the North America Corporate Social Responsibility Team and all of our wonderful employee resource group leaders across the U.S. and Canada, I'd like to thank you for listening.